The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Passion on this Bell Let's Talk Day, an initiative to raise money and raise awareness about mental health issues. And I'm just warning you, I may not be at the top of my game, a little bit distracted. Um, it was not a good day. Uh, I found out a friend passed away this morning and then a relative who's in the hospital with COVID, two other relatives sick with COVID. So it's... Uh, of course, you know, when it touches close to home, and I'm sure many of you have experienced uh, uh, similar things. So we're all in this together. I feel you. I feel your presence. And it's important for me to connect with you because uh, you make me feel better too. So uh, thank you for being here. And I want to be here for you as well. So if there's anything you want to talk about, uh, please share tonight. Uh, coming up after 10.15, Maître Linda Hammerschmidt will join us today uh, to talk about divorce, of course, which we know can have a great impact on people's mental well-being. Uh, but she's here to answer some of your uh, questions since it's uh, divorce and, and the whole process is very, very stressful on people and sometimes they need answers and it's uh, confusing and she's here to kind of uh, help us uh uh, wade through that uh, that that confusing uh, mess. 514-800 if you'd like to text in. So this one I promised to uh, head the show off with. Uh, Dr. Lori, how can I, as a 25-year-old male, how can I not depend on sex to develop better emotional relationships with women? Well, you have to separate those two things. Sex is not sex is one thing and emotional connection is another. When the two go together, it's a beautiful thing. Um, use your opportunity now. Now during COVID, if you're dating, you don't have to meet up. It's not safe to meet up. So develop the relationship outside of the bedroom first. When you have sex too soon in a relationship, it actually throws the the, the relationship into a, a premature, intimate uh, situation that people may not quite be uh, ready for. It's much better to go slow. So the, the slow dating approach is, uh, is what works best. And now is a perfect opportunity to test this out for yourself, really getting to know somebody, sharing vulnerabilities. Well, what does it mean to be emotionally connected, right? It means that you're able to open up, share your vulnerabilities with each other. Intimacy, it can be broken down into a few words, into me, see. Let the other person see into you and you into the other. Um, and that's how you develop that connection so that when sexuality becomes the the icing on the cake, not the whole thing. It's the the icing that the icing that kind of holds it all um, holds it all together. Uh, and that um and you will see the difference, but it's something you need to, you need to practice. And part of it is just don't get involved sexually so soon and see how the relationship does evolve. 
Hello, Dr. Lori. I am an attached woman who has been with the same guy for a little over 10 years now. I mostly listen to your show when he works nights like this week. Last night's show was very interesting, and I think your guest was fantastic. Yes, she was terrific. If anybody missed it, you can always pick up the podcast on my website, drlori.com. I have been on a bi-lesbian dating site for the last year or so because I'm interested in having a one-time woman-to-woman experience. I know this is cheating, but I do not want to talk to him about it because the term threesome will come up, something I have no interest in at all. I've been talking to many women, and I'm very surprised to discover that there are so many like me out there, attached, married, and curious about the experience. They are from all age groups, from 21 and some in their mid-60s, but I would say most are 35 to 45. I was on this site about five years ago, and there were very few looking for the same thing as me. Now it is like it exploded. Can you possibly give an explanation why? It's hard to give an explanation why to look at this trend. The only thing I can say is that it's become, let's say, more and more uh, the conversation about bi-curiosity and bisexuality and all that has has been increasing. We're talking a lot about it uh, in the media. You're, you're hearing more about it. So less less shame around that whole thing. So people are, are talking about open relationships a little bit more. So that's the only thing that I can see as a, um, as a trend. But I want to just go back to something you said about uh, doing this behind your husband's back. Why can't you just say to him, um, how would you feel about, or this is something I'd like to try. I'm not interested in a threesome. It's just something I would want to try. Would you be okay with that? Um, I personally, I think the honesty route is, is best. Uh, he might think he might feel it. It's okay because he won't feel threatened by it. It's not another guy. It's a possibility. I don't know. Maybe we can put that out there to our listeners. Like, how would you feel if your wife came to you, if you're a guy and said to you, I I want, I'm bi curious and I just want one experience with a woman. Of course, the risk is, Maybe you'll want more after that. I don't know. So maybe instead of continuing to have like a separate double life, secret life to open this conversation up with your husband. So um, I'm just wondering if what other guys uh, uh, think about that exactly, if if they would be okay with it or or not. 514-800. Uh, we really loved yesterday's show. I purchased the book and we'll share it with others in our group. We cannot wait. Oh, this is Mindy from Australia. We cannot wait for your times to change again. When ours goes forward, I think yours goes back. Your show is on at 2 p.m. our time now. So we alternate late lunches, but there's always at least five of us listening in. It will all be back to real lunchtime with Lori, Mindy and Mindy and lunch with Lori gang. That's very, very sweet. Thank you. And and thank you for uh, being such loyal listeners from way, way across the world. A uh, texture writes in uh, for the, for the woman. Uh, he is better off not uh, knowing someone else, no way. If you don't have a sense already, whether is something he would want to talk about, then don't bring it up. Something crazy like that. So these are two two men saying. So she should just go behind his back then, and and make sure he doesn't know. Women are really good at key, at hiding uh, infidelity. You know, way more than men are. Believe it or not. 
Um, so you think she should just go behind his back? Hmm. Uh, thank you for all your your messages of uh, of thought. And oh, someone else said I lost my dear cousin due to COVID. Ah, oh, so sad. Yes, I'm we're, I'm praying, keeping my fingers crossed that it doesn't uh, go that route at this point. So we're just not uh, not quite sure. So uh, this poor woman is looking for trouble. I expect the husband to be emailing you in the future. Um, again, you know, I'd rather go the honest route if you're going to do that and you want to explore. I think maybe your husband will be understanding. I don't know. A passion poet writes another poem, says there are hidden messages here, but different for everyone. There is a whisper in the wind. There is a feeling in the air, mysterious minds in motion, a mental thought we all can share. Look deep into your inner self. You will feel what you will find. Do not seek it with your mortal eyes. You must explore it with your mind. You may not understand it. You are one part of a greater whole, just one thought in a vast universe, a singularity in a cosmic soul. You're getting deep, Passion Poet. We are a very precious species. We have uh, conciseness and science. Together we are invincible if we all joined in one alliance. This may seem to be a mystery, but it is something we all think of, the most powerful force in the universe, an inner power we all call love. And certainly on this show, with all of you, I feel the love uh, for sure. Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Today's Bell Let's Talk Day, an initiative to raise money and awareness about mental health issues. So if there's anything you want to talk about, you can do that. I just want to share a couple of texts here uh, for the woman uh, who wrote in saying that she's bi-curious and wants to uh, go behind her husband's back to explore. A lot of people are saying, don't do it, don't do it. This uh, She should be honest. Uh, and then another one says she should drop the idea and move forward. What is she missing in her husband? We all don't fall for temptations at some point in life. I think what you're saying is we all have to make a choice. And sometimes those choices include sacrifices, um, which I get. Uh, And then another one writes, my friend and I are both men in our 30s and married to women. During this pandemic, we ended up masturbating together. And this has led us to having sex on three occasions. We have decided we should stop, but I am wondering whether I am alone in having done this. How common is this? I feel bad that I have cheated, but the experiences with my friend were very rewarding. So I I don't know if this is a by curiosity on your part. I'm not sure where this is. I can tell you that I don't think this is all that common, but it's hard to know because we call this like sex on the down low, meaning uh, straight men who have sex with men who don't identify as homosexual, but still have sex with men. It's really hard to know how many people, uh, how many men uh, engage in in this kind of uh, behavior, actually. All right. Uh, every uh, The last Thursday of every month, Maitre Linda Hammerschmidt joins us, but she's happy to talk about mental health issues as well. We all know that going through a divorce or separation or custody issues or, or legal fights certainly affects our mental health in a big way. Uh, and she's here to alleviate a little bit of that stress uh, and answer some of your questions. Uh, Maitre Linda, welcome to the program. 
Hi there, Lori. Hi, hi. Uh, all right. So I know there's a few issues you wanted to bring up, and uh, I think one of them was how the COVID curfew is affecting, um, I guess, child custody issue. I'm not sure, but what are you seeing? Well, what are you hearing? The question of, of uh, putting out there, and for those who may or may not have thought about it, that um, the curfew theoretically also doesn't apply. We've all heard the stories about you can walk your dog and people pretending to walk their spouse with <laughs> a dog. <laughs> I heard that story. Makes me wonder about their relationship. But anyway, <laughs> that's more your category than mine. Yes. But I, I see that as an impending divorce. Um, that uh, parents who are sharing custody and have drop-off times or whatever uh, aren't uh, precluded from having to stay at home at the 8 o'clock uh, and they can, you know, take their children back to the other parent. But then I ask myself, that's lovely, but who's exchanging their children at, after 8 o'clock at, on a, in an evening, you know? They right. Well, on a weekend. No, it could it could be, be on a Sunday. Well. I know that school is online most of the time, but yet they're still supposed to be doing schoolwork. So it's a school night Sunday, as far as I'm concerned, because Monday's school. So they should be home. They should be getting ready to go to bed where they're supposed to be, and they should be being dropped off at nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Okay. The week. Having so, said that, though. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there that, you know, don't use that as an excuse to beat curfew because you think that, you know, that's cool to do so because anybody that thinks that in the first place, they're suffering from mental health issues. Well, it could be, but again, again, we're putting a judgment on that. We don't know what arrangements well, there what are, but but you have me here for well, to, to put yeah, judgments on, to, on things. You're like the you're like Judge Judy, but Judge Linda for us. Um, <laughs> totally, I'm telling you, you, you need to do a TV show because having you up there, <laughs> the way it, yeah, that would be you would do well on television. I have to say, no, um, I don't know about that, but. <clears throat> I do well, enjoy being on the radio with you. Well, we enjoy having you as well. Okay, but let's just say they get they could get pulled over by police, whatever. Is it do they have to have a, a piece of paper? Do they I mean because the police like you could say anything, right? Well, but I they need to know anybody that uh, you know in uh, a divorced or separated situation that has a court order that or you know, consent that uh <clears throat> indicates what the access arrangements are should always carry a copy in their glove box ah okay you just never know <laughs> when you might right. need it that's just, quite true you know, saying to it oh yes well i'm just driving my kids to the other spouse unless the cop is willing to follow you there to see that it's the truth well, just show the paper and you know speaks for right. itself right and sometimes it's important to have that too in case somebody one, you know, when it gets really nasty and you have one telling, saying, I'm going to call the police and say you kidnapped the kids or whatever, oh, absolutely. right? Absolutely. At least have your copy handy instead of scrambling to try and find it or to make somebody believe that you're telling the truth or whatever. You know, I'm all for practical solutions. Right. And yeah. That's an easy uh... one to implement. That is definitely an easy one and an important one. If you have questions for Maitre Linda Hammersmith, you can text us at 514-800, but you can also call in at 514-790-0800, and she'll be happy to uh, to hear you out and, and help you as much as possible. What else uh, What else is on the on Judge Linda's roster? 
Well, uh, I'm, I'm involved at a moment in a case that brought up a point that I don't think many people keep at the forefront of their uh, their noggins, uh, especially when it's uh, uh, January the 1st comes around and people are receiving or paying uh, alimony and child support. Mm-hmm. By law, unless there's a court order to the contrary or the parties have uh, provided uh, for an exemption in their consent, indexation applies automatically to all support payments. What does that mean? means that every year the government comes out with an indexation rate, and whatever your pension was on December the 31st of the year preceding, on January the 1st, it's increased by that percentage that's okay. been put out by the government. This particular year, for example, it's 1% not a big deal and it hasn't been big numbers for a long time mm-hmm. but uh, three years ago it was 2.3 percent uh, last year was 1.9 so on and so forth but the point is that if you have a judgment uh, providing for any kind of monthly support uh, and uh, you for whatever reason don't understand that you should be asking for it and uh, time goes by and year after year and you're getting the same amount of money when you should be getting increased amounts over time. Ah. Uh, The payor is building up arrears and the creditor of the support payment is losing out. (laughs) So uh, it's important to know that and it's important to not let, you know, eons go by uh, before you wake up and decide to do something about it because there's always an argument on the other side. Well, she agreed, he agreed because they didn't do anything for the last five years. It's an argument. doesn't mean it's going to fly in a courtroom, but it mm-hmm. is an argument to be made by the person who doesn't want to pay the indexation right. uh, to uh, if, if it ends up in a courtroom. Uh, but it can add up to substantial amounts of money, the higher, of course, that the, the monthly income, payments right. are. The particular right. case that I have, uh, we're talking about $100,000 of support in a year. And if you don't keep adding these indexation rates over the last five, six, seven, eight years, uh, you know, there's a serious amount of change that ends up right. being. The other interesting uh, predicament that can arise is that <clears throat> some people, uh, you know, have been uh, controlled, shall we say, by the person with the larger purse strings. Mm -hmm. And even after they're divorced, uh, this scenario can continue on uh, in the payment of how things are handled. And in the consent, people are allowed to opt out of automatic collection. And if they do so, then this indexation problem can be exacerbated because you're dependent on the other person doing the mm-hmm. right thing. Uh, right. And if you don't investigate it yourself, then you're sort of like have your head in the sand like an ostrich. Um, so, so, for example, uh, the person uh, who pays, let's say, $2,000 a month of support, but uh, paid somebody's, uh, I don't know, uh, car insurance bill, they deduct that off of the 2000 and they send the other balance amount to uh, the Mm ex-spouse. The Mm 
spouse for reasons that is not clear necessarily at the end of the year has to declare an amount of money that was received. And if the payor tells the person, well, look, I owed you $2,000 a month, so it's $24,000. And they take a deduction for the 24 and you have to add the 24. But if you only received 20, you shouldn't right. be declaring twenty four. Right. You see, people... this is why this is why we need you because it's way too complicated, and <laughs> we have other questions for you coming up. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion. CJD 800. Tonight, Maitre Linda Hammerschmidt is with us, or shall we call her Judge Linda on this show. Uh, She's here to talk to you about uh, divorce and any questions that you have. She's here to answer them at 514-800. You can call them what's making you laugh, 7900-800 as well. Uh, Just a couple of texts here. This person asked, can you take pictures of your copies of your paperwork and is that good enough? I heard no matter what reason you get pulled over after 8 p.m., you have to show original papers with company logo, blah, 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 no pictures from your phone. Have you heard that, uh, Linda? Not really. I haven't heard about it, but I wouldn't suggest doing it that way anyway, uh, simply because in in an evening or whatever, you really want to hand your phone over to a police officer to start reading a, I don't know, 10-page consent to see if he finds whatever it is you're trying to explain to him, as opposed to just have it in your glove compartment, highlight the passage yeah. that, you know, is important, uh, and show it to him. But you should have the entire judgment uh, in the glove compartment, not just okay. uh, page three. <laughs> right, right. All right. Makes sense. Uh, my ex-husband owes me over $11,000 in child support. He works for himself and I don't know where he lives. Should I call a lawyer to help me recuperate the money? Any suggestions? Well, first of all, uh, I can only wonder and maybe we can get an answer before the program ends as to does this person see the children in question? Uh, Because how do you not know where he lives? Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems strange. And um, I would send, first of all, a a registered letter and or a lawyer's letter to the last address you had for him, unless it's 10 years old. Or if he has relatives, parents, or whatever, then I'd serve a letter by bailiff, because I'm sure that will get back to him, uh, to deal with you have so much time to, uh, you know, pay up or uh, proceedings will be taken. Mm -hmm. And if you already have a judgment, you can execute it. You obviously need to find out where he's working, what his bank is, something, so you can have something to see. But uh, it's, uh, you know, very hard to make a an elaborate answer to, uh, you know, limited amount of information. Right. What about hiring like a a private detective, a private investigator to go dig him up? It should be a a lawyer simply because you're going to get a private eye that may or may not find anything out for you. You're going to be spending that money and then you're going to have to, what, use, use the information anyway. Uh, mm. that the lawyer might be able to find out. 
Ah, uh, and right. you're going to be paying twice. So okay, so a lawyer might might have uh, the way to to find out exactly. But I like the idea of uh, you must know where his parents live or or siblings live or some Somebody, some relative. Yeah. Right, right. That's uh, that's very good. Uh, Texture writes in. Uh, my question is: Did Metwa Linda ever pass in front of Judge Rufo? And if so, could you have a reversal? of a decision because she was removed from the bench without naming anybody though. If somebody's removed from the bench, could you, could, could you, I don't know, get a reversal of, of that person's judgment if they were removed from the, the bench? Is that even possible? My gut says no, because one has nothing to do with the other. Uh, why a person is removed from the bench doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your own case. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't like the judgment that the judge rendered in your case, you had the ability to go to the court of appeal. And if you didn't, it's a presumption that you agreed with the judgment. Okay. All right. Uh, that answers that. So 514-800, uh, you still have a bit of time. Um, oh, and to answer the question for the person that uh, you know, yeah. trying to dig up, he does not see our child who is 15 years old and he has no family in Canada and he works under the table in construction. Holy jeez. Well, if How? he works under the table in construction for himself, I assume, not for my... Yeah. For himself. Right, for himself. She can't find him. He has no contact with the kid and no no family in Canada. Well, then how does she know he works in construction? Well, maybe he was doing that before, I would imagine. I don't know. Somebody must know. Access to a previous tax return in which he used a a, uh, business name, an incorporated name. You can do research for the... A, a, for his a tax corporate returns? unity or a registered entity. If he's doing construction and somebody's stupid enough to hire anybody that doesn't have a bona fide company to under their name at, with insurance, et cetera. Yeah. And and why did why did one allow it to get to twelve thousand dollars was my next question. Right. Well, it it's... didn't happen overnight that twelve thousand dollars was accumulated in arrears. No, but it's, but it's possible she's been looking all this time, you know, looking for for finding him all this time. That would be the only way that you could prove that you weren't, you weren't an impossibility to act sooner once you do, in fact, ever find him. Right, right, right. So someone has to do some super sleuthing. Somebody has to know something about him and, and, or his business or some client or for how does he get jobs if he can't find him. Right. He's got a name. So he, yeah, if he hasn't changed his name, there must be some way that uh, yeah, you can get, I mean, get in touch with theoretically him. Theoretically, you could get a private eye, but, you know, you better set your limits as to what the mandate is. Uh, or, you know, maybe you can pay to get an Equifax on this person. Oh, there you go. Yes, because a private eye doesn't have to actually go physically. They can do it all. They can yes, do but their internet searches. Yes, be able to do it too. I, I'm, you know, don't spend a lot of time doing that kind of thing. So, uh, but there's right. usually some way to find it. And, uh, right. Obviously, the guy's a schmuck. Hmm. So somebody else wrote in with uh, with the the judge off the bench, and could you reverse it with that? That would be like being let off for all the pot criminal stuff because it's now 
now it's legal. Is that even possible? Okay, one one has nothing to do with the other. <laughs> that's, right. That's like saying uh, I um, I really want an apple, so I'm going to go in the fridge and get an orange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Somebody else actually made a suggestion. What if she puts up an ad on the internet for a construction job in his field of ex- expertise and tell all other applicants that the job is filled? That would be interesting. <laughs> I don't know Seems if it would a work. a little shot in the dark type kind of a thing. I, I'd yeah. first start with corporate Canada and uh, and revenue, uh, the co- corporation yeah, the re- Quebec, re- and try different variations of construction, uh, Mr. Intel and uh, Mr. Intel Construction Inc. and whatever. Maybe he has it under his year of birth. Who knows? Yeah, this person writes, I hear that is common. Some guys work for cash, so no proof of true income and collecting unemployment or another source of minimal income. But if that's the case, the government would have some track of this guy. Well, you and- know, the government doesn't run around just tracking people just for the fun of it. Either it's based on the complaint or they already know right. something about him. Or they've done, a, you know, or they're inspired. I mean, maybe a complaint, you know, there, there's many options, but not enough details to know right. which way to look but i mean yeah a, 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 an anonymous complaint to the tax department uh, with the person's name assuming he hasn't changed it as you said right right there's all yeah and i have a few other suggestions from some listeners that i'll share with you in just a minute On CJD 800. Tonight, Maitre Linda Hammerschmidt joins us to answer your uh, family law questions. And thank you to the listener who reminded, ça va bien aller, just to breathe. It has been a, uh, a tough day, at least for me. Uh, it's hard to see people around you uh, getting COVID and worrying about them and not knowing what's happening and uh, so, you know, not having access, waiting for the phone to ring, waiting for, you know, nobody can go into the hospital. So, uh, it's, it, it's tough. So thank you for all your, uh, your good thoughts. All right. For the lady who can't uh, reach her husband, can't ex-husband can't find him, woes her money. A couple of people says answer is simple. If he has a driver's license, I imagine if he's in construction, he has a driver's license. That's true, but how do you get That's that information? That's the kind of thing that the private investigator might be able to find out. Exactly, exactly. Uh, maybe she has access to some of his tax information, therefore the, also... The other thing that the person could try to do also is if the person hasn't paid, and I don't know if she's gone this route, there and has a judgment, obviously, because he's not paying something and it's for the judgment, contact the preceptor's office mm. and they... <laughs> Hopefully, will it's not speedy or anything, but they should be able to track them down. Okay, so there's a few options and maybe, here. Maybe when she did know where he was, maybe she knows his social insurance number from some document, either the divorce, uh, tax return that she had previously when they were together. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what someone... in court before the judgment came out, something like that. Starts with right. all that information. Gather as much as you can, because if you do hire a private investigator, the more you give him you know, the, the, the less the you might have to pay. That is quite true. The more information uh, he has or she has. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I not would go in that a 14-page 
you know, uh, history uh, resume, you know, bullet points. Right. Yes. Make it simple, less time. And, oh, yeah. and that, that's the same way you should meet with a lawyer also. Well, I bring <laughs> right? that up, but this week, God bless her, I have a client. I made the mistake of asking for some information, concise information. And then I went out in the afternoon. I wanted, you know, to know something for a period of about six years. But I just wanted to know what happened January the 1st of each of those six years. Okay. I walk the dog, I come back, I open my iPad, I have 114 emails. <laughs> oh, oh my God, from the you same might person. Laugh, but they were still dinging. I, I, I thought I was going to have apoplexy. <laughs> Finally, and I couldn't, obviously, too busy emailing me to read the one that said in capital letters, stop emailing me. <laughs> and so I pick up the phone, stop emailing me. Well, really, have a few more. I don't care. I don't care. Don't send me any more now. <laughs> Oh my goodness! All from I one person. I was going to croak. I swear to God. <laughs> so you laugh. I've had another hundred since, but you know, at least they were not all the same day. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't envy your job. I really don't. Um, I really don't. <laughs> I can tell you, something's uh, not going to envy the bill that is going to take me to go through all of those. Uh, well, that's the thing. Do do clients realize that when they send a lawyer uh, an email that the lawyer reads that that's all billable time? Do they? I don't think that? everybody understands that. No. Okay, you, you should make it super clear because I, then I they usually do. But the, you know, you can lead a horse to water. And... Right. 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 Well. Uh, yeah, people need to know that, that this is how it works. Yeah. Uh, so anything else you wanted to, uh, that you thought was important that maybe, you know, issues? That I don't know about up? important, but in this time of COVID and, you know, people unfortunately are passing away. Um, yeah. Uh, I went 20 years ago with a little lady that I used to help out. Uh, and uh, we went to the uh, cemetery up on the hill and uh, she prepaid her funeral, mm-hmm. supposedly. <laughs> okay. I say supposedly because, unfortunately, she passed at the beginning of January. Aww. So I get out my thing. I call the card, you know, and they do whatever. And then uh, they call me to say, well, come in. And, I, and I'm saying, what do I have to come in for? I mean, <laughs> you know, everything's supposed to have been done. Anyway, right. I go in sit down there and they start telling me, well, you know, and it's for the transport. I said, what do you mean the transportation? Look, look at the contract. It says transportation. And then it's like, uh, and for the cremation, that's paid too. Well, you have to transport from somewhere else to somewhere else. And then there's the paperwork and the administration. And by the time all of that was done, it was going to be over $3,000 more. More than the prepaid. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I said, nobody at any time 20 years ago, said to and I was there and she was there we weren't senile then <laughs> right and nobody said oh by the way there's going to be more stuff you have to pay for later right right so people really need to if they're going out because you know people are running around maybe uh, organizing themselves some people are anyway for prepaid that prepaid doesn't mean there's not your your uh, your no expenses and relatives and whatever still won't have to shell out Right. I think yeah. I think that's I think that's a class action waiting to happen, but that's just me. That doesn't sound right. I, I no, mean, I can also do. I mean, if if somebody does it twenty years back and the prices have gone up and what have well, you, that's too bad. 
Right. It should account <laughs> you know, for that, right? When you sign a contract, people are supposed to abide by it. It's not like the cemetery went away. Oh, yes, that was the other part. So I'm at the, the funeral parlor off of Cote d'Anage because that's where you had to go because that's where they took the person, mm-hmm. supposedly. And and I have my contract and I sit there and she goes, uh, I said, well, oh, well, we're not the cemetery. We're not the same organization. That was one of the reasons why now it's going to cost you more, more money because we're not the same people. What do you mean you're not the same people? Aren't so you the... going to be burying her over there? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. It's a good thing. I, I, mean, uh, I can see how people would get flustered because I'm a lawyer and I'm saying, whoa, no, it's not happening. I'm not signing anything here. I'm going right. I'm going to deal with this in another way. And flustered, and, and flustered also when you're a family member and you're grieving. Exactly. And you just want to like, just whatever. Like, I, yeah, I don't want to have to deal with this. Yeah. And the other interesting point that I found out, I hadn't even thought about it. I suppose it makes some sense. You know, they have different options for the cremation package and, and you know, the, the uh, container in which they put the person uh, before they go into the oven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, uh, there's, you know, $199, $299, $599, 1499 who knows, whatever. And I said, well, you know, it's like you're going to burn her. I don't need to have the... the uh, Rolls Royce of boxes. Right. Oh, oh no, but you have to have the five ninety nine one because the person died from COVID. What? So they can't, yes, because the lesser ones, something might ooze out, and you can't risk the health of the people that are dealing with the person as they go in the oven. So, what a rigmarole! Wow. Wow. Yeah, so Things really, you don't there's think a about. lot out there that even you know lawyers don't know until they're faced with it that n- never would have thought about. You know, when you think prepaid, everything's fine. I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so much. Well, on that note, on that so sad, people, sad the note, the important lesson here is just because they say something, and if you're not comfortable with it, find nothing. Right. Go out and get some other information first and then make right. an, a, uh, an enlightened decision. Don't right. feel forced. Uh, Judge Linda, Maître Linda. No, stop calling me that. <laughs> you can call me Linda, you can call me sweetheart, you can call, but not judge. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> you know I love you. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm just thinking it's been almost a year I haven't seen you. I know, sadly. Uh, anyway, hopefully one day soon we can see each other in person and hug. I miss it. Thank you so much. Because this thing isn't going away anytime soon. Okay, you know, like I'm feeling bad enough. Like, like, goodbye. That's all I can say. (laughs) Goodbye. I'll speak to you on another day. All right. We love you. Take care, Linda. Uh, that's, that, bye. That's it for us. Thank you so much for sending in, uh, your questions and your, wonderful uh prayers and hugs and i do feel loved and i do feel hugged by by my passion community so thank you for thinking of me during a difficult time for me as well uh thank you to our technical producer nicole proano if you want to connect with me uh, you could do that through my website drlaurie.com d-r-l-a-u-r-i-e.com coming up next year on cjd we bring you the ctv national news have a great rest of the evening stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. Oh,